The Middlevale Mystery, Episode 8. The police van lurches around a corner so fast it makes Jim feel a little sick. Yikes, Sergeant, give it a break, will you? Jim explains to no effect. Jim is somewhat confused. Why would the sergeant be so concerned? We're going to see Mr Prospero to see if he knows anything. Christ, he could die, the sergeant cries. Just then, the police radio crackles and a voice from the station becomes clear. Sergeant Elridge, Sergeant Elridge. Elridge picks up the two-way and speaks. Yes, Elridge here, over. Word from the hospital, Mr Prospero will be okay. It was only minor. They're keeping him in for observation, but it looks like he'll be fine. Thank you, Constable. The car slows considerably, and Jim heaves a sigh of relief. That was scary, not just for Prospero, but also because Jim was never good at roller coasters, let alone high-speed police chases. Elridge pulls over. Momentarily, they breathe collective sighs of relief. Jim is distressed, but knows that he must keep his nerve. The sergeant is still baying for blood. A moment later, Elridge turns to him. Right, time to talk. What is it that you know? Jim recollects the entirety of events in his mind. His drive to Middlevale, his first encounter with the sergeant, the drive up to Prospero's, the old man singing after his ram, the cheeky but condescending manner of Vicky, her jealousy about Prospero's profitable prize. He ponders if he could possibly be right. It's a big call, but then the one little detail he had overlooked comes to mind. The one thing that no one had noticed, but that, in hindsight, was the key. Sergeant, you're not going to like this. Tell me. You know how Prospero has those two dogs? Oh yes, great pups those, so loyal. Yes, and they were okay with me after introductions though, not before. That makes sense. Bloody loud when disturbed and aggressive towards strangers. Yeah, well, you know how I was staying there that night, my first night? Yes. Well, the dogs never woke me. Jim can see that Eldridge is going over the implications of this, and just as he does this, he can see the blood draining from his face. The dogs knew the thief, Eldridge says calmly as it dawns on him. I hate to ask, but do you have any properties or cabins anywhere out of town? Eldridge is sliding into his seat now, shrinking like a man with a diminishing spell cast upon him. Jim sees this and can hardly bear to force the logic to its conclusion. We have a cabin around the other side of the lake, old run-down thing. I, I haven't been for ages, about half an hour from here. Can I suggest we go and check it out? Eldridge gulps hard and, with an angry look in his eye, is about to lash out but then sees he must do this. His entire life in law enforcement forces his hand. It is what he must do. He puts the police van back into gear and does a U-turn, headed down the road and out of town towards destiny. Thirty minutes later, Jim and Sergeant Elridge are crackling along an old driveway towards a cabin by the lake. Jim has his camera out and Eldridge hasn't even noticed. As they approach the cabin, a car comes into view beside the old weatherboard. They pull up near the cabin. Eldridge sounds the car horn. Several moments later, Vicky emerges, looking rough. She approaches the car and, seeing it is a police car, bursts into tears. When Sergeant Elridge emerges from the vehicle, she runs up tearful and apologetic to him and leaps into his arms, hugging him. 
Jim grabs a couple of photos. Vicky, what have you done? Eldridge asks mournfully. I took him down. I just couldn't stand it any longer with that old crazy bastard. I was just going to keep him here till after the show. Sergeant Elridge hugs his daughter and they both weep together. Okay, sweetie. Where is he then? Just in a pen beside the house. Jim hears this and goes to look, leaving the two of them to sort all this out. He walks carefully, camera in hand, raised to his face most of the time, ready. And there, as he turns the corner, is the most spectacular ram you'd ever want to see. It's Dante, all right. Jim takes photos, many of them. Shortly after, the Elridges leave with Dante occupying the part of the van usually reserved for miscreants. Jim drives Vicky's car, following the van back into town. Vicky's likely to be charged with theft, but then there's the matter of what old Prospero thinks, who, it has been said, is generous in spirit, especially now that his prize ram is back in time for the show. After a little grooming, Jim gets his official photographs. Two weeks later. This is wonderful, Jim. Who could have thought that a prize ram could have such a secret background? I don't care what the stupid sports department says about you. This is a lovely story and the photographs, yes. Melinda Rikers, the features editor of the very same newspaper Jim used to work for, Beams. Thank you, Melinda. Oh, Jim, this is what we look for. Genuine interest, stories told well. She pauses and appraises Jim for a moment, gleaming with pride and some sort of admiration that frankly Jim doesn't quite understand. She continues, Your reputation was for getting in the way of the story, Jim, but it seems that was always the best way to go. Welcome to serious journalism, Jim. Jim staggers, amazed and proud, out of Ms. Riker's office, stumbling straight into Melissa's arms, and she kisses him passionately while the office looks on. Things have turned out pretty darned well for Jim Stevens in the end. Thank you for listening to The Middlevale Mystery. I'm Finley Carraway, and you can find me at finleycarraway.com. That's F I N L E Y. C-A-R-R-A-W-A-Y or simply search Finley Carraway on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I'm there on the socials. The Middlevale Mystery is available in the Amazon Kindle store. Thank you once again. <laughs>